This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ventown with Connie podcast. I'm your host, Connie. Welcome to a brand new episode. So um, when you're listening to this, my birthday just actually recently passed, which was October 30th. Before we get down to it, I want to first welcome all my listeners from all different countries, India, um, Malaysia, Tanzania, South Africa, um, Russia, Australia, of course, USA, Nigeria, Ireland. Um, who else again? There's a lot of you guys, like a lot, a lot of you guys that I'm so, so appreciative of you guys. Thank you so much for your support. We are really going global. Like I've always said in the beginning, thank you guys for actually making my dreams come true. Um, all your support every time you click on this podcast to listen to it each time each seconds count thank you so much i really appreciate you i can't say thank you enough okay so thank you to all of my loyal listeners and the new ones welcome to vent out with connie podcast i'm thinking of calling you guys venters what do you guys think welcome venters <laughs> how does that sound okay guys welcome before we get to the episode Guys, um, I don't know if you know what's been happening. And I've talked about this before on a previous episode, but since the day they released that, things have really escalated in Nigeria with the movement hashtag and sales. Like was it on October tenth October tenth, twenty twenty? It was to one of the worst one of the worst day of my life, like being on social media and hearing how innocent lives was just murdered like it was just crazy that shows the kind of country we are in but i'm no longer freaking out i'm no longer numb or depressed or hopeless because guess what i have god i serve the living god and he will never forsake us he will never bring you to a place of birth without actually delivering you, okay? So Nigeria shall be saved. God will never forsake Nigeria. So that's why I'm putting my hope in. And uh, by God's grace, everything will work out in our own good for those who believe. So guys, make sure you are going, you are still donating and amplifying your voices. We really, we appreciate that, okay? Because we need to create much awareness as we can because we need that so thank you so much i appreciate those that have donated already um because i did have the link on the previous episode on how you can support monetary and we also have some some petition going around so make sure you check out my um social media to see that too so you can sign the petition if you cannot donate okay thank you guys so much for those that have contributed one way or the other so talking about that also guys remember we do have vent town vent to god session and this is a bible study for only women women of all races age ethnicity backgrounds whichever one we welcome everyone so if you're interested please do send us email venta with connie at yahoo.com so we can bring you in we do this bible study 
bi-weekly on Mondays at 6.30 p.m. Central Time, and we host it on Zoom, okay? So make sure you come join us so we can talk about God, learn about the scriptures on how to, you know, be more inclined to having a having a relationship with God, living a godly life, because we do want that, especially in this time period that we are living right now. So, guys, make sure you let me know if you're interested, and it's just for women only, okay? I'm sorry, men, but this is just for women. So, today's episode is going to be, like I say, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be um, about my birthday, and it's going to be 10 lessons that I've learned so far on my 28 years of living first of all i started sharing the lessons learned if you are following me on um, instagram and facebook i've started sharing right from the october 1st i started sharing the lessons i have learned so far i was going to share it for 30 days straight because my birthday is on october 30th but since the 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 unexpected event that occurred in nigeria on october 20th um that kind of um interrupted the whole lesson learned um post that i make every day and because uh, i was kind of in, a, in the mindset that i was at that time wasn't a good place so i didn't really feel like it was time for me to still it was still okay for me to continue sharing that you know i was in the right frame of mind so i decided to you know what what why don't i bring that because i was owing you guys 10 more lessons because i've shared 19 lessons so far so if you're interested make sure you check out my instagram my instagram name is onyinye underscore asada spelled o-n-y-i-n-y-e underscore a-s-a so you should follow me on instagram so you can read up um um read up on that um the lessons that i've shared so far i've shared 19 lessons so far so i stopped on day 20 i didn't share anything on day 20 and up onward so i was like you know i own you guys 10 more lessons so i was like let me bring these lessons to the podcast because this one i'm glad i'm actually bringing it it was actually how god designed it to be because these 10 lessons that is left it required more than me just writing up things and posting i really don't like writing i don't like it at all i, I do it based on necessity okay i don't do it because i love to write no that's not my thing I prefer talking more than writing. So I think the 10 lessons left, um, you know, God with his infinite mercies and um, always knowing things before it happened, he knows it's better for me to talk about it than actually writing about it because I'm not really good at writing. Like, I don't think I would be able to convey the message the way I would like it to be, you know, convey if I just write it up and post it on social media so he know that it'll be better if i do it uh, if i actually talk about it on the podcast because that's what what i'm good at talking i love talking so i was like let me just bring it to the podcast so i'll be sharing the 10 lessons that i've learned so far in my 28 years of living because i will be 28 actually when you gonna when you guys gonna be listening to it i am 28 you know i'm really excited for these 28 years the 27th year was what a good was a good one it was more like a discovery year for me i tried new things i got out of, i started getting out of my shell more i started being fearless and being bold taking those um what would i call it those those life-changing pivotal um steps that i needed to take in my life so i really thank god for that for his resilience for his strength 
to for me to be able to do all those things to take the actions that i've taken so far so i'm really really grateful for god because it's not by my own doing so with that being said i'll be sharing the 10 lessons the first lessons i'll be the first lesson i'll be sharing and this is in no particular order like when i learned it no it's just me sharing it okay the first lesson will be unconditional respect a lot of you guys will be wondering what does this mean what is that i i know everybody always hear unconditional love unconditional love agape love all those things right it's not a lot of people saying unconditional respect and i learned this from this book that i've been reading the book name is called love and respect and that's by dr emerson egridge i think that's how you pronounce his last name pardon me if i butcher his last name but it's called um love and respect and it was just basically talking about how men value respect more than love and how women value love more than respect basically helping um break that communication code couples um find difficult breaking you know because because uh, i think the guy is a marriage counselor and he has spent years trying to figure out why um couples have so much issues you know because he deals with a lot of couples so he finally break the code or find ways for us to break the code like when we have issues with our partners and we try to understand each other we just couldn't understand like why is he mad why is she mad it boils down to the love and respect you know so um he said women love more love because a lot of women will say they want to be loved they want to be cared for you know stuff like that but men actually value respect more you know before i read this book and um before i read this book i always think it's just african men that just love respect you know oh my god you don't respect me you don't you know so i thought it was just an african men mentality kind of thing i didn't know men in general actually love this like they want to be respected you know by their woman you know and even in the bible i think in first peter two if i'm not mistaken um says that women should respect and honor their husband you know and the the husband should love the wife as christ loved the church you can go read that up i, I don't know if it's first peter is it i might be mistaken guys but i think it's first peter i'm not sure okay let's move on you guys can check efficiency or first peter i will try and i'll try to do research and see okay moving on so yeah i learned that Conditional respect for a man is mandatory. Like respect for a man is mandatory. And when I say conditional respect, what do I mean? Is a respect that no matter what that person does to you, you still on them. You still have to respect them. You know the same thing as con unconditional love. Um, unconditional love is you have to love someone no matter what the condition is, no matter how they treated you, you still have to love them because that's what God called us to do. Okay, so you know how a woman will want their husband to love them no matter what. That's the same way the husband wishes that the woman love them no matter, yeah, respect him no matter what. And this is not just the husband needs and the wife needs. This is what God has, that's how God has desi designed it and called us to do, you know. So it's not just something a man or a woman wants. This is something God, the creator, have realized that this is what would be best for all of us, for, you know, husband and wife, okay. So that respecting is something that I am still learning. I think the problem why 
this was a lesson, a pivotal lesson for me because when I hear this, you know, respect, I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to respect my husband. It's not a big deal, you know, but actually the way we think respect is, is totally different from the, how men view it. You know, that's where the whole difficulties, the difficulty comes in, in place, you know, that's why God stated it in his, in his book, because he knows it's going to be a challenge for us. That's why he stated, you know, so you know, when you will hear it without thinking about it, you think, okay, I'll give everybody respect. You know, of course, I'm going to give my husband a res- respect, you know. But you have to learn and understand that the way we women think respect is, because we don't really value it as much as we think we do more than men, we would know when we are disrespecting our husband. Because we women, we fight with our words. The men don't really, they're not really good at fighting with their words. That's why a man fighting a woman with, with, like, with exchange of words, he's just wasting his time because the woman will just finish him because we are very good with our words. You get what I mean? So that's why most women would disrespect their husband without knowing, you know. You would think you are respecting him because you are loving him, all those things, but he would still complain to you. I know a lot of wives experience that. The husband would still complain to you that you're not respecting me. It was hard for me to understand that at first, but reading that book and also going back to the Word of God, trying to understand that, you know, kind of gave me a little bit of clarity and uh, reveal a lot of things to me, some things that I was doing that was disrespectful because the guy is not crazy. Your husband is not crazy. If he keep complaining to you all the time about that, you need to actually sit down and talk to him about it. So you both will understand. I think I heard from, uh, uh, was it in the book? I'm not sure if it was in the book or if I heard it from someone. Um, they say this is what they do together as a couple. Um, at end of the day or at end of the week or something, they will ask each other. The wife will ask each other, do you feel respected? And the husband will ask the wife, do you feel loved by me? You know, stuff like that. So it's like basically checking in on each other because sometimes what you think is love, like the man, what he think is love is not love for us women, you know? So that's why we need to talk to each other so we can break that communication code and understand what each other actually need from us, you know? So instead of me always complaining why is he always talking about, you know, respect? Oh my God, this African man. Basically for me, what I did was praying to God, asking God to help me out, to understand him more, knowing when I am doing wrong, you know, what does this, so I can understand him. Cause sometimes it's easy. It's one thing to actually have a conversation with your partner and they tell you what you did wrong how they will feel respected but the situations changes you know the the scenario changes so is it every time that you're gonna sit him down and talk about it so no you have to ask god's help for this you have to ask the holy spirit to help you to reveal these things to you so you guys don't have to keep fighting all the time you know so i think that's what i'm learning you know respect is a big deal for a man is a very very big deal for him so now you guys can go check out the book love and respect i'm telling you it's a very insightful read you especially if you are married you would really enjoy that book trust me so number two moving on number two lesson i've learned is submission is not slavery a lot of you know in our culture don't even like talking about submission oh my gosh i remember when i was um before i was married at some point i think in my life i started hating that word submission too because of um you know the way 
um, let's say the culture you come from, for me, was African culture. The way men view for submission, just basically the way our culture views submission, it's totally lo- wrong. It's not how God designed it. It's not how God said it should be, okay? So that's what kind of started drifting me away from that word submission. Um, there's a time I watched this video from this Jackie Hill Perry, that's her name, on YouTube. She was talking about submission. Her and her husband was talking about it. And uh, it kind of gave me a little bit clarity. I was like, oh, it's not really that, but it's actually a beautiful thing. And of course, she did make references to, to the Bible. And the Bible verse, of course, the common Bible verse for that submission is Ephesians 5, 21 to 25. If you re- read that Bible verse, um, it starts with couples should submit to each other. And a lot of people skip that. And go to wife, submit to your husband, you know. We'll talk about that one very soon too. But I think that's what we miss. A lot of Africans, especially African men, they take this submission like as if it's going to be a slavery. You're not going to have a say. You know, and most women, when they get married, they it's hard for them to speak up because they want to still be submissive to their husband and you know, all those good stuff. For if you're a woman and you want and you're a godly woman a christian woman and yeah you aspire to be submissive to your husband that does not mean that you cannot speak up that does not mean you cannot you cannot talk no that's not what it means you can still correct your husband but you have to do it with love then for women like me that don't have issue with speaking up (laughs) there's a lot of us out there my problem is not about speaking up because best believe that I would definitely speak up. I'm not the kind of person that would just shut up and look pretty. That's not me at all. It wasn't my problem. My problem wasn't about speaking up. My problem was how I speak up, my delivery, you know. So I think that was my issue. How would I do that? You know, that's what I struggle with. And um, trying to understand, I was like, what What do you mean? I can't talk, you know. Uh, you know, it's me telling you, you know, how am I going to just keep quiet and let things just go down the drain if... If, if I know definitely where we are heading to, it's not a good way. You know, it's not a good place, you know. My problem was was actually what I struggled with was trying to find a way to speak up. So I think that's what it, it is. And I realized too, when I as I get closer to God, reading the Bible more, I realized this, there's a reason why God, after he said a couple submits to one another. Because, you know, if you're going to be married to someone for that long, you guys have to submit to one another. One way or the other. You get what I mean? There's sometimes, you know, marriage is full of um, compromises. Sometimes where the husband has submitted to the wife. There's sometimes where the hu- the wife will be submitted to the husband. You guys have to submit to each, each other. Even before you got married, you have to be submissive to an authority, you know? And if you are single, you're looking for a husband, please make sure you you find a guy. When you are looking out for um traits, like uh, those character traits, when it comes to husband material traits, make sure you also find you know a guy that can be submissive to an authority that's also a problem and for men to find a woman that can be submissive to authority that's how you will know if she can be submissive when you guys get married vice versa to a woman too so we actually we need that you have to be submissive to something at end of the day i think why god actually declared that after he finished saying couples submit to one another why he pinpoint women to submit to the husband because he know that would be a challenge for us you know because i think what for me what i was thinking is you know us women we grow when it comes to biological features and um emotionally mentally we grow faster than men and we do have quite a lot of wisdom too. Even in the in the Bible in Proverb, wisdom is described as a she. He used the pronoun 
she to describe wisdom. We do have that. I think, you know, sometimes that can get over our head. We think like we know everything more than our husband. I think that's why God pointed that out for us to be submissive to our husband because he knows because of he had blessed us with this, growing up faster, emotional intelligence. Not all women that have this. Let me just put that out there. But just in case, when it comes to compared to men, growing up wives, we grow up faster. So he knows we have this thing and he knows that down the line, this will get over our head. This will make us start being boastful or prideful, thinking the man is nothing. Like, what the heck? Like, why would you even come up with this? So that's why he put that on us, just to keep, to make us humble ourselves. You know, no matter what, when he say, be submissive, when he say the man is the head of the household, doesn't mean he has to be the smartest person. No, it, there's a reason for why he did what he did. Because, I mean, I can never know completely, you know, this because i'm not god but that's just my own understanding i think it's to humble us because he knows that we have a tendency of basically ruling the man because we think like we know everything okay so i think that's probably why he makes sure he specifically states women should submit to the husband because at the beginning he said couples submit to one another he could have just leave it at that but no he makes sure he point that out on women because he know we are bound to start running over things and just take over everything i realized too when god say we should be submissive to one another you know, and also specify women to be submissive to, to the husband because, because, you know, it would be a challenge for us. And that's telling me that this submission cannot be achieved without the, without God, without Holy Spirit. You cannot do it without him because he knows it's going to be a challenge for you. So you cannot do it without him. I don't know if I've, I've met anyone that have get this submission thing perfectly by themselves. No, you cannot do it by yourself. It's a struggle. And another thing is, while we are submitting to to the husband we should also make sure we allow him lead okay because we can be difficult to be to be led let's be honest so some women like me can be difficult to be led because okay we decided okay we're gonna be submissive we might even make it difficult for him to lead us so while you are being submissive to him make it easy for him to also lead you don't be a knucklehead i'm just joking but just make it easy okay and um and also know that it's, you know it's okay to lose the argument and win your marriage. Not everything you have to be right on it. Sure, I'm speaking to myself too while I'm saying this. So we are all learning together. So not everything that you have to win, you know, not every argument that you have to win. Sometimes let it go. Okay. Humble yourself. Let it go. It's not the end of the world. There'll be another argument for you to win. <laughs> we pray for no argument but just in case you know we're in this world you know it will come up actually if you're married it will come up so don't make it as this like the final it's like a battlefield because i know a lot of us women go into this marriage as if it's a battlefield it's not a battlefield okay it's a covenant that you are coming with that you are going into with your husband and god so stop making it as if it's a uh, a battlefield is not you're, you're not going to a battle i know the society have made it that way but it's not if you're going to a battle why are you marrying the man in the first place it's a beautiful thing god created and um actually i feel like submission is actually give us women freedom privilege i don't know how to explain it he give us a lot of privilege if you think about it contrary to what the world is saying what submission is what god is saying about it is actually give us freedom because imagine 
you know, having all this in our head, you know, oh my God, we have to cut up for the children, cut up for a husband, all those things, all in our head. No, he know that would be too much for us to bear. So he gave a man as a lead, you know, for those things. Because, you know, sometimes we women to even go to sleep, when we, we think about, we carry everybody's burden in our head, you know? If we were, if we were to be the leader, that would be a lot for us. So that's why he makes sure that the man is the leader and made us to, to be submissive to him, you know? There's always a reason for everything. So it's not a bad thing. It's not a slavery. God actually knows and he cares about us. Everything he does is always for our own good. So we should stop treating it as slavery. Rather start treating it as a freedom, as privilege. Trust me. So that's how I'll end it with that one. So number three, because I have like how many more to go? Seven more to go. <laughs> okay. Number three is keeping it real is not an excuse to be rude. A lot of a lot of us are in this table, I know. Um, growing up, when I was younger, I didn't really find my voice. Then as I get older, I start finding my voice. And I find my voice, I kind of over find my voice. I'm sorry, lack of better words. I kind of over find my voice, like being way too expressive, opinionated, all those things, right? And um, if you know me, you know that I'm very blunt. Even if you have listened to me so, for a long time now in this podcast, you should know I'm a very blunt person. I don't like to hold back, you know. I'll just say how it is. I don't like sugarcoating anything. So sometimes we can fall into, for people like me, this kind of personality, we can fall into this trap of just being completely disrespectful and rude, okay? All in the name of keeping it real. A lot of our generation, I say an, our generation because I know this firsthand a lot of our generation have got into this um um, this mentality of just being disrespectful all in the name of keeping it real you know being you know rude to one another to each other was like oh i'm just keeping it real i'm just saying no you can keep it real and still be respectful to the person okay you know, there's sometimes we you actually need to shut up. Let's be honest. That sometimes you need to shut up. Not everything you see that you have to talk, that you have to speak about. Okay. Sometimes you let it fly by. Okay. Especially if you're talking to your elders, you should you still need to give them that respect and still communicate your concern or whatever that you want to communicate without it being disrespectful. You should also have it in mind that this person is older than me or this person is a human being, period. They even have to be older than you. Still need to be respectful. I think that's what I'm learning. Even though I like to keep it real, even though I like to say the truth, but I also need to make sure there's no, like in the Bible, it said there shouldn't be no corrupt communication coming out of your mouth, okay? There shouldn't be no corrupt words coming out of your mouth so no matter how much you i am keeping it real i should also make sure i'm not being disrespectful because god despite that too because he has stated in his book so i need to make sure i'm being disrespectful i'm being respectful sorry to whoever that i'm talking to so i think we should bear that in mind so that's one of the third lesson that i've learned so far the fourth one is the power of a woman oh my gosh this one is quite heavy i know that but a lot of us women you know sorry those that have been oppressed or abused you know domestically and everything right have kind of feel like have felt like they don't have a voice they don't have power the guy just kind of take over them or so a lot of women don't know they have this this power they bear this virtue they bear, you know, this favor they bear, okay? And I'm not just saying this based off my my whole, because I'm a woman. No, I'm saying this based off what God has actually said, you know, on based on the scriptures. You know, in the Bible, it says that he who finds a wife, find a good thing. 
and obtain favor from the Lord. Even going to the Bible in the Old Testament too, in the book of Judges 16, and you can read from 1 to 31 about Delilah, you know, it described a, a power of a woman, Delilah, Delilah, how he, she was able to discover or find out the strength of Samson. And Samson is a very powerful man that no other man can even cross, you know. But Delilah, a woman, was able to find that out by seducing him, using her her power as a woman to get through him, you know. That should tell you that we women, we bear power. Even in Genesis, you wonder why Satan, the snake, actually went to the woman. He didn't go to the man. He, you know, if he would have went to the man, to Adam, Adam would have just basically shut him down right there and there. He wouldn't even let him talk. But he went straight to the woman because he knows the man's weakness is the woman. He knows the woman is the only one that can get through him because he knows the power the woman carries, you know. So that should tell you women have power. Now, although women use that in the wrong way, so we should be praying that we don't use our power. Recognizing your power is one thing, but using it for the wrong things is another thing. That's not something we should aspire to do. Yes, we have this power, but we should turn it into something good, okay? The Proverb 31 woman, the virtuous woman, she is a kingmaker. In Proverb 31, it says the, the husband sits with the elders in the city gate. So that means the husband is recognized. He's respected among his peers. So he's a kingmaker. He's a crown in his husband's head. In, in her husband's head. So you, that's what the kind of woman you should aspire. That's how you should use your power. She's a homemaker. She's a kingmaker. There's a lot that we, she's a virtue. She's a favor from the Lord. Okay. She's a blessing from the Lord. That's how we should be using our power, not using it to destroy the man or to cause disruption. That's not the kind of way God intended it to be. So let's make sure that we are recognizing our power and we're using it efficiently. We're using it for the betterment of whoever is around us, especially our husband, if you are married, our children, if you have kids, you know, so that's what you should be using it for because that's how God designed it for. You know, that's how God intended it to be used. It's not used as a, how Delilah used it on Samson or how Eve used it on Adam. Please don't do that because you know how that resulted, you know, us in. Okay. So don't use it that way. So the fifth lesson I've learned is your delivery can determine how your message is conveyed. You know, um, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, this saying that it's not about what you say, but it's how you say it. And also this book that I'm reading, the love and respect book by Dr. Emerson Engrich, he said something that was, was very profound to me. He said, you can be right, but wrong at the tip of your voice, man, that is, that is so profound to me. That resonated to me a lot because you, I don't know if you have experienced this where you are trying to express yourself to someone but it's turning into argument and to you you're wondering why the person is getting angry or taking offense to that why in your heart in your mind that's not something they should be taking offense to you know and i don't know if you like me i have struggled this a lot you know trying to understand you know understand why you know this person is taking offense to it you know i think we need to look within and also of course with the help of God, of course, trying to understand what is going on. How are we communicating this? Like, how is this, how is our delivery? You know, is it a good one or is it something that would just, you know, 
cause the person to be as upset you know i think we need to check how we are expressing ourselves it's okay to express ourselves but your delivery matters a lot going back to what i said about um keeping it real is not an excuse for you to be rude i think sometimes that comes with the, your delivery you know the way you're delivering it because it can also make it become a disrespectful statement or you know message so you don't want that way you want the message to be passed across you don't want to miss your point you don't want your message to cause commotion you want it to bring peace I think that's why the Bible say, do your tongue. I think that's why it say, do your tongue. Yeah, that's why the Bible say that. Because you have to. Because if you do your tongue, then you will know when to speak and when not to speak. You'll be slow to anger and slow to speak and um, quick to listen. Okay, so I think we need to learn. How I'm learning to work on my delivery in anything that I'm trying to say or express myself is actually basically thinking before i talk you know and also quick to listen and slow to speak okay because a lot of us fall in this trap of always quick to rebuttal always quick to respond instead of actually listening maybe you don't even need to ask that question maybe you don't even need to rebuttal the, the answer might already the person might even give you the answer to your question then you will save your energy for something better okay so i'm learning to be slow to anger because that has to come with it too because when you are angry your delivery is very terrible very slow to anger um slow to speak and quick to listen okay because we we get a lot when we listen trust me another lesson that i learned um the i think i'm, I'm on the sixth one right now the sixth lesson i've learned so far is um value the family you come from oh my gosh like this lesson was very prominent when actually when i got married or even when i yeah when i got married or when i moved out of home you know when i was living in school when i was no longer living with my parents you know when we you are living with i think it goes with everything too we don't value what we have you know and when you are living with your family you're always complaining they did this and as a child even growing up for me i tend to compare my family to other my friends family i was like why is not my why my parents not this cool you know why my sister's not this cool or my brother's not this cool you know like not actually appreciating the family i come from until you leave that your family and go to other people's family you realize that, that some people have it worse trust me like you will tend to appreciate your parents how they have uh, the sacrifice they have made for you okay like how there's some people you know i don't know i just thank god for my family i really do especially my parents kind of um financial freedom they gave us is that the word i'm not saying that we're rich or born or anything no i'm just saying that the little that we have they make sure they met our primary needs by god's grace they did so i was so grateful for them for that and i learned to appreciate my parents more instead of always complaining why they're so street why they don't have cool parents trust me you don't know god is trying to avoid you from things sometimes when you meet these cool parents that you are wishing your parents are and you realize that some things they are lacking that your parents aren't lacking then you, that's when you will start appreciating your parents. So I've learned so far to appreciate my parents, to appreciate the family I come from, my sisters. Oh my God, I love my sisters. Like they would do anything to make sure I'm happy and they always there for me. We might not even talk 
all the time because that's another thing too you might meet some people that they talk to their family every day all those they party or you know stuff like that they know how to turn it you know have a good time and then you're wishing your family is like that but when they start telling you the skeleton in their carpet that's when you realize oh my gosh i thank god the family that i come from so i think we need to learn to appreciate our family me and my sisters we don't talk every day but when we do we know we love each other we know we will always be for each be there for each other no matter what you know so i appreciate my family so much okay that's one thing i'm learning the seventh lesson i've learned or i am learning so far is um don't become the people that hurt you you know we go through phase in life where you will face with a lot of betrayal a lot of uh, disappointment a lot of hurt from not just people you don't know of course people you don't know don't barely hurt you because you don't really have any emotion or any connection with them so you don't really expect anything from them i'm saying for myself i don't expect anything from strangers i don't know who expect things from strangers but people that hurt you the most are always people that you know people that you have close relationship with i.e family members friends okay so church members you know so many people that you actually have a very good relationship with so sometimes we fall into this trap of when people have hurt us we cry we finally get out of those people have moved on in quote moved on and then we make people that are actually good to us you know and then we start um realizing we do have some that we are exhibiting some of those traits people that hurt you shows I don't know if that makes sense. Like we are acting like the people that have hurt us. Some people might get into a relationship. You leave a very terrible ex. And you get into this. started dating this good guy. Or good woman. And you start looking at her like. Oh my God. She's too good. Why are you too nice? Oh my. And you trying to. And you start seeing yourself trying to. Make that person. Turn them to be bad like your ex. Without even knowing. And if they if they don't want to confirm to whatever they are trying to change them to, you will start displaying your, your ex traits. You start being mean to them. You start being so picky. You start being so um how would I say? Start basically belittling them. All those things that your ex did to you. You start doing it to this person because you feel like they are too nice because you are immune to bad behavior now. You are immune to terrible people. Now you think like when people are nice to you, they are fake. When they are sweet to you, it was like oh my god. And I, I feel like deep down too in the hindsight, maybe you think like you don't deserve better. Because you have gotten used to terrible people or bad behavior to the point that you feel like that's what you deserve so when you meet good people now you start looking at them as a terrible people you will never find anything right in them you always want to find wrong in everything they do and let me tell you when you are looking for something wrong you will always find something wrong okay and let me tell you there's some difference between spirits of discernment and spirits of suspicion okay because there's some people that are very suspicious in everything you know, don't say it's God is revealing it to you. No, you're just being suspicious. And also something they call discernment, okay? That's totally different. You can Google it and see what I'm saying. So make sure you are discerning, you are thinking, and asking God for help for that. Sometimes when people are nice to you, is it mean that they are being fake or you are just being suspicious because you are used to people being fake? So you need to learn how to differentiate those two. When devil is coming to speak to you, making you suspect every little thing, 
Maybe you need to see that as God clearance and as God revelation so you can understand if this is actually what it is. Instead of actually giving that person a hard time and making that person feel frustrated, they feel like they're not enough, no matter whatever they do to you is not enough. So so um I'm learning to to not fall into that trap, to be present and also appreciate those that appreciate me, love those that love me and st stop actually um like forcing bad situation to happen. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. There are some people actually, because of they are used to terrible people or fake people, when someone is good to them, sometimes they will start pushing that person like to the wall as in not like literally, that's not what I mean. As in poking them. You know, when someone is just poking you, poking you, you know, they'll just keep poking you to see how far you will go to get your limits. You know, stop doing that. If people are nice, take it that way. If you get into a new relationship and you guys have an argue, stop trying to come up with argument. Stop trying to come up with fights. Trust me, it will happen because you guys are imperfect. It will definitely happen. Stop forcing terrible situation to happen or terrible scenario or fights between you and your partner to happen when there it shouldn't be you know so leave them alone if they if you do something they're not angry they say it's okay leave it alone stop trying to poke him stop trying to make him to get angry to shout at you to do something that's ridiculous so you need to get checked that's mental case right there okay oh number eight moving on lesson number eight they never forget my assignment why do I say this? Um, why am I learning this lesson? Is because, you know, um, it's very important, no matter whatever you do in your life, that you don't forget your assignment. Because I believe we all came to this life for a reason, for an assignment. Even in marriage, you do have an assignment, which is to love that man. The man, your assignment is to love, understand that woman too. Okay, so that's, you know, that's for marriage. That's one of the assignments. There's a lot of assignments we have in this life. For me, it's... It's always don't for, don't let the words kind of consume me. Don't let these materialistic things consume me. By God's grace, if this podcast gets to the top someday, I won't let the attention that I get, the the popularity that I get, the, all those things I get to kind of consume me to forget whose I am, because that's very important. Which is I am the daughter of Zion. I do not want to forget where I got my source from, which is from God. I should always remember that I didn't do this by my own strength. I did it because of the grace of God. You know, I did it because of Jesus. If He wasn't Jesus in my life, I wouldn't be able to achieve or be where I am today. I think that's why that's one lesson I'm learning. No matter whatever I am, I should also make I should make sure I am humble and submissive to Christ. That I didn't get here by my own power. I get here by God's doing, by God's love and mercy and compassion he has towards me. So that's why I'm putting that on the list. Then number nine will be, number one, nine will be count my blessings. Um, it's easy for us to start comparing because of social media, of course. It's hard to not compare these days because everywhere you look, you see your age meant or people that you are even older than doing greater things that you haven't even you're not even close in achieving okay so it, it's so easy to, for us to compare or even this hashtag relationship goal thing you know so for me i'm learning to count my blessings because once i start comparing that's when i'm basically 
you know, reducing my happiness, my joy. And the, my joy comes from the Lord. That's number one. And no matter what, I should still be grateful that I have, I serve a living God, that I, I have a God that will love me no matter what. Because he say, no, no man can come against the love he have for us, he have for me, you know. So I need to make sure that I, I remember this and always count my blessing. The little things that I have, that he have blessed me with, I should always remember it, okay. It's also me always counting it counting my blessings you know there's a time where i didn't have a car i was seeing my my age mates with a car i was like i can't wait to the day i will have a car guess what i was able to afford to get a car you get what i mean there was a time where i was hoping i was like i don't know if i will ever find someone that would love me that would at least try to make me happy you know i'm talking about husband now and guess what god was able to answer that prayer and gave me a husband you know, so there was so many things like a time when I was trying, I was praying to graduate from school. I graduated. There was a time where I wanted my dreams, got to make my dreams come true. And he's making the dream come true, which is this podcast. So there's so many things we need to remember back, back, back. Those things that we prayed and wish, oh my God, I wish, you know, and then he answered it. Stop looking over the blessing and start moving on to the next one, asking for another thing. Let me tell you, you will never be satisfied. That's why you keep going, asking and asking and asking and asking. You will never be satisfied. So take, take a step back, pause, and appreciate what you have right now. Trust me. Because once God bless you more, you'll be able to appreciate that. If you do not appreciate what you have right now, when God bless you, answer your heart desire that you're praying right now, you will not you still won't be happy because you will have another hard desire because human needs is insatiable so i'm learning to be content with what i have and count my blessings and the last one is last but not the least is um god is real that's the lesson number 10 god is real this one is is very powerful and summarize everything that i've already said so far god is real in the point that i think a lot of us you know when they say in proverb to always reverend god in everything we do always um fear the lord you know most single ladies when you ask them the christian word they say i'm looking for a guy that the god-fearing man we say it as if it's like a um, adjective you know you know how you describe a good-looking man like how you say you want someone that is tall sexy and all stuff like that but no god-fearing man is a very deep um thing to say okay so we need to realize god is real when he said in, in his book that when I came to you, you couldn't, you didn't feed me. You didn't give me where to stay. Um, I'm just paraphrasing right now. I don't know the Bible verse exactly, but it's somewhere in the Bible. You didn't feed me. You, you left me. You didn't take care of me. And then the disciples, I think, say that, God, like, Lord, when did you come? I didn't feed you. He's talking about your brothers out there, you know, your brothers your sisters your friends your neighbors that you didn't that you mistreat okay thinking that oh when i get to heaven now no you have to start from now if you cannot treat someone that you see physically how are you going reverend how are you going respect how are you going honor how are you going fear a god that you think you cannot see i think that's another thing too why i'm saying god is real most of us keep doing these evil things thinking you know, you know, I'll just go and pray to God, you know, thinking God is not there. Let me tell you, God is everywhere right now. You might not see him, 
but he's everywhere. And if you are closer to him, you can feel him. So I'm learning to also realize that no matter whatever I do, God is watching me. God is here. You know, so I should always fear him no matter what. I should always pay reverence to him with everything that I'm doing. It's not just only when you are going to church or when you are about to pray. No, he is real. I think a lot of us think he's not real. That's why people are just misbehaving. People are being so rude, wicked, heartless because they don't, they think they can see him like they see their friends or their neighbor or whoever they are mistreating. No, that person that you're mistreating, God is right there watching you. I think when we start putting it in our forefront of our head, then that will actually put a lot of things in perspective for us. Before we do things, we think about that. Oh my God, God is actually watching me right now. He's like standing beside me. He's right in front of me. So that thought will actually put things in perspective for you. It will make you think before you do anything. It will make you start thinking, what will God do? What would Jesus do? You know, what, how would he look at me now? How would he feel watching me do this? So for me, at this 28 years old woman, lady, I'm realizing that I'm learning to always know that God is real. God is there every step of the way. He cares about every little bit things about me. He wants to know and he's always there with me. So that's what I'm learning. That's how I'm going to end this this lesson. 10 lessons learned at the age of 28. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you were able to um, gain some wisdom, some lessons from these lessons that I share so far. It's a lot to share, but these are the top 10 that I have so far. And I've already shared 19, like I said before, on my social media. So you can go follow me on Instagram at onyinye underscore asa. That's spelled O-N-Y-I-N-Y-E underscore A-S-A. Go follow me on Instagram so you can read up to read up on the other 19 that i've shared so far thank you guys so much for listening make sure you check out our website our website name is ventanwithconnypodcast.com and subscribe to us wherever you're listening to right now and thank you everyone for your well wishes and it's my birthday i want to use use this opportunity to wish myself happy birthday connie i love you so much and i love god so much and i love you all that are listening now, make sure you come back next week for another interesting episode. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.